Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, mi gente. Welcome to another episode of the Wine and Chisme podcast. For the month of July, I wanted to reflect and kind of just do a throwback month. So in that spirit, the first throwback episode is with my friend Daisy Romero. She is the founder and owner of El Cholo's Kids. And with everything going on in the world and you need a good laugh, this is the episode because we cannot stop laughing. We cannot stop just having a great time. And if you have not heard this episode, you are in for a treat. Here you go. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast. A podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things. All while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. I wrote just a couple things down so I didn't forget, but otherwise I was like, I have a feeling me and Daisy are not going to have a problem. I was like, we're just going to start. We're going to start doing shots. It's two on a Friday. We ain't got nothing to do. Shots of water. I have my wine here. Yo, here's like, here's, look at my water and it's branded. Tell everybody that I don't drink water from anything that isn't branded. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm sending you a sticker too. Actually, I'm getting magnets on Monday. So I'm going to send you a sticker and a magnet. Yeah. Send me a sticker so I can put it on here. Yes. On the you Cholos Kid thing. I'm going to feel so honored. So, well, I'll tell you what I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking, it's a Spanish wine. It's called La Granja 360. It's a Verdejo. I don't know how to say this other Word, V-I-U-R-A. Yura? V-I-U-R-A? Yeah, the I with the acento. I don't know how to say that. Yura. Yura? Yura? Okay. Uh-huh, That's what I'm drinking. Uh, no, viura. Okay, viura. Viura. Sorry. That's what I'm drinking. So the, I always read the tasting notes. So this is, says, the wine is characterized by its straw yellow color, so you can see it with green tones. This fresh bouquet of florals. Wait, wait, I mean. <laughs> I wish yeah, I, I had to do this too. She has her pinky up, like. Oh, yeah. Oh. So podcasts, aren't a, podcasts aren't a visual medium, you're saying? So I, I shouldn't just. Sometimes, you know, I'm sure eventually it will, mine will be, but right now it's not. And it has, it says it has aromatic herbs such as anise and fennel. The wine has a strictly fruity quality, which contains banana and citric tones. And then it says it goes well with vegetarian rice rice dishes, green salads, and grilled vegetables. See, that's why that's why I'm not interested in it because it's you. I mean, you. Wine. If you would have if you would have said it goes well with birria, I would have been like, okay, 
<laughs> now I understand. Now I, I understand where you're coming from. What? I'm going to find one that is. And Can I'm you like, imagine it, it just has like a deep, like a heavy coat of grease on the top. Just, you know, <laughs> like this goes really good. It's part consomme, part uh, wine. So it goes really good. With your <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, mm. <laughs> just drinking away. So thank you, Frazier. Thank you, Frazier, for the, the wine club situation. Oh, yeah. Ooh, this is good. It's good. Yeah, maybe I would like it. I don't know. I just, I never got used to drinking. I had my first drink of alcohol in my 30s. You did? Yeah, so I never drank. I never did anything. I was, I've always been, um, we can get into this later, but I'm very controlling. Okay, well, I want to hear now because the first thing I was going to ask is like, I want to, let's get into the cheese, man, girl. Let me, I want to hear about like how you grew up. And now I'm sure like just by saying that, because if you're like, so controlling as a child that you didn't want to do that tell me yeah I think it was just like I think like a lot of us I mean I won't speak to everybody but I think just the culture it does have a lot of like I remember all my birthday parties when I was a kid it was just like whatever was happening there were five like kegs of beer you know I was turning five and there's just kegs everywhere and like I mean in our just culture, let's be drink. real but when you're a kid, the birthday parties are not for you. They're for the parents. Yeah. But the moms and dads and tias and tios and, you know, everybody, abuelas, everybody else. Not for us. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I, it, it, not in a traumatizing way. It was never like, it, you know what I mean? Not, not yeah. anything crazy. But I was always like, no. Like I would see people drinking or they'd be like, oh, my God, I forgot like that what I was doing. But I was like, no, I can't, I'm not going to forget what I'm doing. I need I need everything to be in check so then and because I grew up having to like my parents traveled a lot for work so I was like generally often having to take care of myself in high school there was no area where I'd be like you know what let me like rebel here let me just have my parents are away for the weekend let me have first first of all I didn't have any friends I had like two friends so there were there weren't there wasn't enough for a party (laughs) but also it was just like I got things to do first of all I need to get out of this town Wait, where I'm not going to stay is here. Did you grow up in San Diego? No, I grew up in, do you know where Temecula is? Oh, yes. The Our little wine country. But no, I grew up in the town over in Murrieta, but it wasn't like, oh, okay, especially yeah, now it's like a little bit better, but not really. But like growing up there, there wasn't like anything interesting. They it opened a movie theater. Right? Yeah, it was just yeah. like, it was nothing. It was just like homes. And at one point they opened a movie theater and an IHOP and that was pretty much our lives. But I was like, I need to get out of here ASAP and I will do nothing that will stand in my way. So I mean, I I got out of there. I grew up in Escondido, so I'm really familiar with like that area. Yeah. And then I had cousins that they lived in Hemet. So but they were a nightmare. Right. And Paris. Okay. Yeah, Hemet, Paris, all those places you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. So that's why when I moved back, I lived in Texas for 15 years. And when I moved back, I was like, I do not Look, Escondido is my hometown. That's where I grew up and everything. But I was like, I have no intention of moving back to Escondido. If I'm going to be in San Diego. I'm going to be in the city. I'm going to be. I know. I can't. I We're going to get canceled by the Inland Empire slash um, up to like North County because we're going to be like, we don't do that anymore. Sorry. We don't go there. Yeah, they won't. I do go there to visit my friends. They won't cancel me because actually when I move back, they're like, are you moving back home? And I was like. I did move back home. I'm like, I'm in San Diego. That is not, well, I got yelled at, girl. I got yelled at. That is not your home. Escondido is home. And I was like, oh, well, then no, I'm not coming home. Yeah. 
she thinks she's all that now because she lives in San Diego. And you're like, mm-hmm. I sure do. I do. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't. I can't live in those places anymore. But because I'm too cultured. But you know what? I still yeah. like you. I appreciate the small people. I mean, you know, you can, <laughs> you're more than welcome. You can come visit me. I'm okay with that. Come. Come visit me because what? Okay, I'm going to be honest. And my friends know this. It's not like I like hide it from them. When they're asking me to go over there, I'm like, what are we going to do? All we do is either go to like BJ's or somebody's house and drink. And I'm like, why am I going to do that? I, I am freaking walking distance to the waterfront. I could go to Little Italy. I can go to downtown. I could go to Balboa Park. I can- oh my God, do you live near Little Italy? I like, do. where do you live? <gasps> Guys, you don't know this, but Jessica's rich. So <laughs> let's all hop into her DMs and ask her for money. She can't say no or she's evil. So just putting it out there because that is some um, good real estate she's got going. So don't let her, she's hiding money in her curls. We should shake her next time. Next time we're, we're just going to, my secrets. With we're going to start digging into her chongo and stuff to see what she's hiding in there. <laughs> okay. You're the chongo queen though. Come on. Let's be real. It's even on your logo. <laughs> I know it's like the most depressing thing. Can you imagine like the one thing your mom always yelled at you about? And I'm like, this is going to be my branding now. And it so is. it's forever. So, so my mom would not go before when we were allowed to step outside of our homes and I would go to conferences or whatever. I'd have my like, but and it's, it wasn't like a conscious decision of like, oh, this, let me just put my hair up in a bun. It's just like, I always have it like that. And my mom would be like, aren't you going to like brush your hair? Like that's my mom's like death. Aren't you going to like brush your hair? And I'm like, no. And then when I started telling her, I'm like, mom, it's my branding now. People like recognize me for it. She, it's so annoyed. Like she's so like triggered by it. <laughs> and you know what she tells me? She's like, when I die, do me a favor and brush your hair to go to my <laughs> funeral. And I was like, sure, ma, sure thing. That's I'll brush my hair to go. Sure. I'm I'm gonna have like an uh just a long-standing appointment with the hairdresser just in case you die and I need my hair done at a moment's notice. I've literally never seen you with your hair down. It's really long. How long is it? It is down to my butt. Dang. Yeah, it is very long. I have like a so I'm gonna yeah, I need to go. I, I haven't cut it. I usually cut it about once a year and then you know, it's just kind of like it does its thing. I don't really need like a good haircut because I always have it up anyway. But I do need to go get a haircut soon because it's like super long. And I just need to like freshen things up on my head. Well, I did get a chance to see you right before all this COVID stuff at the Rizos Curls Summit thing in L.A. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I told somebody I was like, yo, can you imagine? Like people ask me, they're like, I think my sister asked me. She was planning a trip or something. She's like, do you think I could plan? It was like January, but we were hearing about COVID in, you know, China. And like, it was starting to spread, but it was like, okay. Yeah. And she said, um, do you think it's safe if I like book this for May? And it was January. And I was like, yeah, I think May should be fine. I was like, I mean, like, what, what's going to happen? Oh, cut to me in October being <laughs> like, girl, don't go, don't go pick up food. That's dangerous. <laughs> I was trying to send so her off. We had that summit, right? I think that was in February. Yeah, something like that. Right after that, it was no, actually, yeah, it was at the end of February because right before that was I had my launch party for the podcast. Then the weekend after was the summit in LA, the Risos Curl Summit in LA. 
The weekend after that, I went to Atlanta to meet my friends. Then after that, I like by the end of that week, when I had come back from Atlanta, boom, we're that's, and that's I know. And I mean, in California, it was one of like the first states that was like, nope, because there had been that outbreak or something in, I don't know, Northern California. But yeah, it was like, yeah, I was like, I was like this year, because if you get, especially if you're running your own business, well, and you have like little, the logistics of every day working a business, uh, they get in the way of like going to conferences and like networking and like talking to people or whatever, because you have so much to do. But I was like, okay, Daisy this year, like I had purposely in 2019 bought, like I had bought the, um, the first one it was going to do like alt summit, but that was, I got to do that alt summit. And then just some conferences that create and cultivate and all these things that I was like getting to go to. Yeah, I was actually, I had, uh, I was like going to be a vendor at the maker's market at we all grow and all these things. And then all of a sudden everything started getting shut down and I was like, Oh, but surely surely by because remember uh, we all grow got rescheduled for i don't know if you got the email or whatever but yeah i think it was gonna got be rescheduled like, for july or yeah. Ju- something like like that and i was like first of all i was like girl you're trying to me trying to have me be in at palm a conference in in palm springs in, in the middle of the desert like outside selling i was like i will drop dead i was like that wasn't looking that wasn't sounding good to me with uh with all the all the heat but I was like you know that should be fine you know on the first and then I was like that's not happening <laughs> none of this is happening it's so until- crazy it's so crazy so okay well you are the the owner and founder of El Cholo's Kid so let's put that out there so people know oh yeah we didn't trust ourselves about, right? oh my goodness <laughs> the worst I- before I ask you some stuff about El Cholo's Kid you want to go back because you said you grew up in I was going to say Hemet, but I know it's not Hemet. Marietta. <laughs> it's all the same, really. But what it's did your parents same. do that they travel a lot? Didn't you, you have siblings too, right? Are you, where do you stand within them? Like age-wise? I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest. <laughs> um, listeners, I'm b- making a very like fantastic face just to define that. So proud I am, of yourself for being the that oldest. I'm so proud for keeping everything together as one does as the oldest. I'm the oldest. Um, yeah, we're the best. But yeah, they um they were in construction. They built golf courses and they would travel a lot for wherever because in the golf courses we were usually all over the world, but as I grew older, mainly in Mexico. So I don't even remember where the job was in I think they were in Puerto Vallarta when I was in high school. I don't remember, but yeah, something like that. So I mean I wasn't moved around left and right. So yeah, it took you know, me being in Marietta with my sister. That's kind of where that went. Well, that you that can make you either like really crazy, right? Or it could, yeah, you could go one way or the other when your parents aren't home like that. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing where it's like the personalities. Just none of my siblings have that personality because I have um, little ones that they're 17 right now. They're twins. But we don't have that personality where we're like wilding out, like, woo, just party all the time. We're just kind of like, they're, we're pretty chill, all of us. My thing that I was always like hollered at by my parents, and that's what when I was like a little older that I was like making my own decisions or whatever, not really, you know, because I'm 35 and you still can't make your own decisions. <laughs> Wine break. Time to refill that glass and come back for more. Wine and Hey girls, the summer of full calendars is finally here and our friends at Ulta Beauty 
wanted to share the following must-haves for your fun-filled summer outings. First, let's start with Tres Luce Beauty La Flor de Mexico Shadow Palette, which takes you on a journey through Mexico with a mix of 18 matte, shimmer, and metallic shades named after beautiful flowers native to the land. Your next must-have is Tarte Tartlet Tubing Mascara, which is like last extensions in a tube. The 24-hour flake-free, smudge-proof, long-wear formula volumizes, lengthens, and curls lashes for a fabulous false lash effect. Lastly, don't forget to protect your beautiful skin with Sun Bum Original SPF 50 Sunscreen Roll-On Lotion, which is formulated to protect your skin from harmful UV rays while keeping it soft and hydrated with antioxidant-rich vitamin E. So what are you waiting for? Get summer ready and head over to Ulta Beauty today and shop in-store or online for all your fun-filled summer essentials. I just love traveling a lot. So that's my thing. When I'd be like, mom, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go to blah, blah, blah. And that was my my thing or where she worried because I'd be in the middle of nowhere traveling and some like coup would occur and I'd be like, it was fine. I'm fine. But otherwise. Yeah, my mom still does that to this day when I, because I took a road trip from San Diego up to Portland and my mom was, are you going to be okay? I'm going to be 43 next month. And I was like, mom, I've driven from here to Texas and back by myself. I'm going to be I like, it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's why I'm just like, when you should have worried, you were not worrying or I don't know what you were doing. But right now I am old. Not anyone is trying to kidnap me. I assure you, because that's not working out for anybody. They would be so snarky. They'd be like, oh, shit. (laughs) No, they would be like, you know what? This girl is not even worth it. First of all, she looks poor. We're not going to get any money. And then like, you know, she just won't stop talking. And I'm like, well, guys, I just, you know, I just feel like we should discuss this. I feel but, like, yeah. like, so where are you trying to take me? What do you think you're going to achieve by taking, like you would just start bombarding? Not anyone's going to pay. I'm just trying to help you out. I'm just trying to make you be more efficient. I'm trying to streamline this kidnapping operation because it's just not going to happen with me. But I can point you in the right direction. Can you imagine <laughs> you start suggesting people? You start suggesting people who to kidnap. I'm like, yo, I have a friend though. She lives on the waterfront, man. <laughs> no, she's got money in her curls. I'm lucky. You know to she go- <laughs> no, girl, you know, she goes to Little Italy. You know, that's a piece of $20 meal for no reason. You got to take her. You got to take her. You can drop me off in Chula Vista, though. And bye. <laughs> that was in my way my parents I don't I lived in Dallas for so long if they don't hear from me for a month it wouldn't it wouldn't be a big deal I have that conversation all the time with my friends because it's obviously like listening to true crime or like blah 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 and they're like her neighbors saw that she wasn't out for three hours so they were very suspicious I'm like (laughs) I will be eaten by my dogs and my corpse will be just done and no one will come and find me because I don't I don't talk to anybody I'm always like working or whatever so it would be a significant amount of time before anybody discovered that I had been dead so that is very upsetting we should work on that we we should we should I totally felt like that when I was in Texas I was like I have no family here I can go days without talking to friends and if I and I started realizing like if I didn't post on social media for a couple of days people be like hey what's going on I'm like 
okay, so that's what I need to do. I need to post on social media. So if I go silent for three days, people are like, where's Jessica? <laughs> I need to give everybody an update as to what I had for lunch so that everybody knows if I haven't posted, I haven't eaten. And you yes. have to come look for me. I didn't me. post what I had for lunch today, but I did post that. I was pouring my glass because I knew there's going to be... I saw when I was screaming at you in all caps in your DMs, I saw you had posted. I was like, I don't know what she's trying to play, but Zoom just told me I was thrown out by my host. So I'm about to start a fight here. Uh, I was coming I was coming aggressive with my she hoops. She came in hot. She came in hot. She took off her hoops, sent yeah. me an all caps message. Putting my... um, What are those things called that go in your, on your rings? Oh, the, uh, like the knuckle things. Yeah. I'm putting on my knuckle bars or whatever they're called. Yeah. Brass knuckle. Just ready to like start punching people. (laughs) It was just going to be my iPad. So I would be. I know. I was about to say. (laughs) So with a a smashed iPad screen, but you know what, when you need to get that rage out, even that'll work. Uh, uh, uh. You got to do what you got to do. Well, there's no rage, no rage needed. See, that's why you need to drink. What guys, do you hear that Jessica's like straight trying to like bully me into like being like, hey, like you want some wine? You know when people are like trying to like seduce you into a life of um being a wino? I don't want to say anything, but and, well, I'm full on a wino. Like there's no I will fully embrace and admit that. Actually, this is a perfect segue to invite everyone else into the Zoom. This is actually an intervention. <laughs> We're going to start getting a, a little ga- put gallery view so we can see everybody, all the people who love you, who've decided that they needed to read, read you a letter. Yeah, I wish my life was that interesting that they would have to do that. <laughs> yeah, those were depressing, that show, the intervention. Ooh. Oh, I didn't ever watch those because I... Oh, I did. Oh, no. And I don't, I, you know what I cannot watch? I cannot watch Hoarders either. Because those... Oh, my God. I love Hoarders. Oh, uh, I, because I like stuff clean. I like stuff. So I start seeing it and I get like, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. No. That is so great. No. And then like, but it's because, well, there's, um, I don't know if it's new or if it's just like previous episodes, but there's a collection of Hoarders on Netflix. And so, so many of them are just with such obvious mental illness issues. And I don't know, like nobody, I don't know why it's never, it's never addressed or I don't know well, what I'm like. There's, right. If you're doing that, if you're going to that extreme where you can't even walk in your house, there has to be mental health issues. Yeah. There's just such huge, yeah. Such huge issues with that. Cause it's always like someone being like, Oh, that's good. Like I can't throw it out. Like that's worth money. Blah, blah. Meanwhile, it's literally dogs buried under there there was one woman that had like a cat like an actual pet like cat that was like buried underneath like dead uh-huh. its body was under there and i'm like what are you talking about it's like disgusting honestly but i'll I even watch my dog and i'm like you're okay i'm sorry for yelling at you right before we started <laughs> he needs to know he has a gun you can't let him i i literally yesterday was what i did i looked at my dog straight in the face and went you don't appreciate me. And then I walked away and he was like, he kept sleeping. He was like, I, I am so unbothered by your outburst. That I I'm know just I do that go. too. I look at actually when I get upset with him, I call him young man. I'm like, you know what young man? <laughs> like as if he's just like, yes. he's like, Oh my God, why is this lady going on again? And is there any food available? 
He is a happy puppy. He has a freaking, okay, I just barely put, I've been in my apartment for over a year now, and I just barely put a piece of wall art on one of my walls. And the wall that has been done is this wall that you see behind me here, right? It's a, yeah. like, it has a sign that says Wanderlust and whatever. That's the only wall on the other side. It's pictures. It's Q's wall. It has his initial, it has a thing that says Q and pictures of him and his bed. That is the only wall in over a year that was done was his. So he is for sure. He deserves it. He deserves having a a wall. A really four out of four walls should be his. So you can take out, take down your um, wine and cheese mandel wall because it's like, there should be a picture. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there should be a picture of your um of your dog up there where that is. Man, this is my own. This is my this is my corner. Actually, it's my house. I should. This really is my house, but it's his. <laughs> <laughs> it's my corner. Let me have one corner for all this. Let me have one cor- girl. He has like four beds. He has his, the, a nice cush bed in his crate. One in the car. One in the living room. One in my uh, one at the office. It's a nightmare. These animals take over your whole life. And right now I'm staring at them. Yeah. And they're just like sleeping and they sleep. So like delicioso. It's what I call sabroso. Like they sleep like, like they were just at a like 16 hour shift and they're just like so beat. Like we're just going to have to. (sighs) That type of situation where like you don't do anything all day. You genuinely sleep. 20 hours a day. What are you talking about? Yes. So annoying. We go on our walks and then he comes back and it's like, oh my gosh. So, okay. Going back to, this is why I knew I was going to have to prep for you. Cause I was like, I was going to be all over the place with Daisy, which I'm totally fine with because I appreciate that. So, you know, when I was writing down like just a few things, I was putting how she founded El Cholo's kid, but I accidentally put, oh, she found <laughs> How she stole El Cholo's kid. (laughs) The story of the Amber Alert. (laughs) What? Well, okay. So let's explain what El Cholo's kid is because you have these bags, which I have mine right here. Not that anybody can see it, but you can see it. Yay. My little Bougainvillea situation happening. I did not realize, girl. Okay. When I when I saw you before, I, we were trying to test like which size would be good for my laptop. Which were like, oh, the medium would be good for my laptop. And you didn't have the mediums in the color that I wanted. You've not gotten the the actual one because I want one to go with. And it's a it literally says wine on it. And I'm like, I want what I want. <laughs> but I'm ignoring like, you. No ghost. It still goes. It still goes with my color palette, right? Yeah. So. But a bottle, and this is a small size, and girl, you know, the first thing I did was see if a bottle of wine could go in there. And it can. A bottle of wine can fit in the small bag. No, yeah, I have another, I have another wino test taster who, who sends her friends, uh, well, in the medium, you can fit so-and-so bottles of champagne. And I'm like, you people are just... Just living in sin with you, with all your, with your wine bottle measurements. But yeah, no, they're pretty roomy. They're pretty, they're people. I think they, it's hard to visualize the size unless you literally get a ruler out and start like drawing out dimensions or whatever, but they are pretty roomy. Even the, the small one, you can fit quite a lot, I think. So how did the whole El Cholos kid come to pass? Like, how did you decide this is what you wanted to do? Design these bags and you not only design them, but you have them 
made in Mexico and shipped over. So how did you even come up with that whole concept? The first I've always been, I've always kind of had um, like an entrepreneurial spirit, we shall say. I've always loved business. I've always, and El Cholo's Kid started ages ago. So it started in 2008 after college. I started El Cholo's Kid and it started as me kind of when I would travel, I would go to different markets because I've always loved handmade things. I love, I've always loved watching artisans work. That's always been a thing. And I've obviously always liked to travel. So when I would go to places, I would go to the markets and just start buying a whole bunch of stuff that I liked. And then I'd come back and I'd sell it and basically get money so that I could buy a plane ticket somewhere else. You know what I mean? It was sort of just kind of my way to get like an an extra little bit of income for me to be able to go somewhere and do it all over again. And it did start my first market that I went to was Unique LA when it had just started. I don't know if you know that market. Um, Yeah. No, it's Unique LA. They call it Unique Markets now, but Unique LA back in the day. And just little by little, like I said, he started on Etsy and this, that, and the other. And it's turned into me selling bags because I used to sell everything. I used to sell the textiles and just everything under the sun that I loved, basically because I am a hoarder, but I was like, you know what? It doesn't count if I sell it. So I just would buy like all the stuff and work with artisans and whatever. But it was just too much work to sell textiles because people just have so many questions. It was always like, oh, and then from here to here, can you measure that? And the color does it, you know, it was just too much of an issue. And I started noticing that the bags that I would buy in Oaxaca before I had my own weavers, you know, just like that they were popular and it was easy. Like it was the colors were true to like what it showed on the screen was less of an issue. And they started becoming my most popular product. So little by little, it turned into me just having my own weavers and then creating my own stuff and then like customizing it and getting to put, you know, my, all my customized hardware and everything. Cause as I tell people, I was like, I don't want to give people the idea that I like somehow think I invented the kind of like the Mercado bag or that kind of hand woven bag. It's been around. Our grandmothers had them. It's not, you know, that's not the thing, but what I do try to pay closer attention to is the the quality of the hardware, the, you know, to make sure things don't like snap in half when you like grab them. Cause that had, you know, that does happen that sometimes like the quality of even the magnets that they won't close cause they're broken or whatever. So I, that's where kind of my, my, and the designs, you know what I mean? Sometimes if you leave weavers to their own devices, people just weave with what they have. So if they can't go buy like, you know, different colors or whatever to make a design. They ha- they just weave with whatever is there. So sometimes you get some like weird ass bag with like a, a burgundy and a mustard and a green and a thing that just makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So that's where I come in and I just kind of design what I want, what I like in bags, you know, and that's when I came up with like my mini, which I worked on forever and now my clutch and it's super cute. And I just, I do love my little bags. So I'm excited that people seem to like them and that I get to have, I don't know, my little store. I still call it my little store on the internet. Did you know in college that, that you were going to start something? Or was it, what were you going to college for? Where did you go? Nightmare, journalism. I did journalism. I'm laughing. I, I graduated from the School of Journalism at University of North Texas. <laughs> oh, honestly, it isn't a nightmare. Somebody should have said, don't worry about it. Just do something else. 
I did no, and I did photojournalism. I've always been. I went to Boston University. I never knew what I wanted to do. I've always been. I've never been one of those people who's like, oh, ever since I was five, I knew that I was going to do this. No, I just kind of like I got pulled into my my counselor as a sophomore, and they're like, you need to declare a major, and I was like, bloop, and I just kind of picked that randomly. You know what I mean? I went to the school of journalism. But I mean, in retrospect, I should have gone into the business school because that is what I love. And I do like, obviously, I love the education that I got because it's very, it was very, when you get like that liberal arts education and it's that wide breadth of things to read and like learn and a lot of different cultures to take in. That's exciting. But I, I worked at different, a couple of places as a photojournalist, but in the end, I kind of just went away. So how did you find, because you use weavers, you ha- do you have your own weavers? Like these are the w- women who yeah. weave, like they're part of your company? or are they- Yeah, I have, no, I have my weavers. And before COVID hit, I was like, okay, I need to go back to Mexico. I need to get like an, another family, another group of weavers to weave for me because it was becoming, there was a point I don't know. I think it was last year. I think it was 2019 for like a couple of months, a couple of months. I just didn't have any bags. Like I was sold out. Like I just wasn't able. It was, it was a kind of, Oh no, actually it was, I think it was early. It was like end of 2019. And then the beginning of 2020, where it was like the convergence of like COVID and um, all these things, because I get some hardware is made in China for me, my customized uh, hardware, and they were shut down and like the weavers were doing this and nobody, you know, and I couldn't get any, any of like the, the streamlining of what was happening for my business together. So I was like, okay, I need to go to, to Mexico, find more weavers and like have like an, another setup because I can't be sold out for that long. It's cool to be like, Oh yeah, it's so popular. It's like sold out. But then at one point you're like, but I also need to sell things. So how about we we get it together? So I do, I do have my weavers who um who work for me, make all my my stuff and I holler at them through WhatsApp like a proper Mexican from here. And <laughs> by mean, now I would have girls how that's so how the world communicates through WhatsApp versus us. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, normally by now, like I had done my my visit at the beginning of the year to kind of like plan out my calendar of like what I was going to need. And then under normal circumstances, I'd be there by now again, at least like a couple months ago, just to be like, hey, like, let's do this. Or if I'm if I'm producing or if I'm wanting to, to develop like a new model, I like to do it in person, even though, I mean, WhatsApp, I guess, technically works, but I like to do it in person just because like that you can kind of troubleshoot it more quickly. You can be like, okay, no, that's not really what I like. No, that's not the vibe, like whatever. And just kind of get it done. And I just sit there and they like feed me all day. And then, you know, I'm bothering and it's like a whole thing. So so but, how long yeah. is it for a normal purse to be like one of the purses to be produced? Is it a pretty slow process? Because they are they how do they weave it? Is it hand woven? Is it with a machine? How do they? No, it's hand woven. It they have they there's molds like every size has its own mold, a wooden mold, and they're woven by hand. Like rep, there's a little video um, on my Instagram, I think. But yeah, it's everything's woven by hand and it's looped around that frame, that box. And that's how the what they use as a guide. 
Um, it'll take a couple of hours, like maybe two and a half hours to weave a bag. So, cause they're pretty quick. Remember it's like work of generations. So they're just, you know, if it was you or me, it would take us like a month or two because we'd be like bored. Yeah. Like in 10 minutes would be like, are we sure that we're still trying to do this? Cause like now I'm, now I'm spacing out and my attention spans done with this, but, but they are pretty quick about it. That's awesome. But they are really sturdy. Like I've used mine to go to the beach. My bag has gone a lot of places with me. It's gone to the little liquor store. Well, not liquor store, I guess liquor store. You know when everything is... No, the liquor store. That's what you meant. I saw your (laughs) face. You were looking... I was looking at you side-eyed and and you tried to correct it. But live your truth. Just live your truth. This is when she went I to the liquor, and, went to the liquor <laughs> and picked up a, three, four bottles. Two were in the bag, two were in her hand, and it held up perfect. Yes, so. there you go. Held up perfect. I take it into the beach. And the cool thing is, is because these are like, it's plastic, right? I mean, is that what you would say? Is it? Yeah. Plastic. You can yeah, rinse it out. Plastic. You really rinse it out. And that's the best part. Yeah, that's the best part because sometimes, and I know it's happened to me like with, with bags that have that lining. Gulp, 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 Jessica. Gulp, gulp, gulp. (laughs) (laughs) Look at her. I was actually trying to make you spit your wine into like the thing. That's kind of, that's kind of my goal. (laughs) I'm a pro. (laughs) She really is. She guys, I don't want to paint the picture, but she has one hand on her glass, one hand on the bottle and she's just alternating. If you hear, if you hear silence from Jessica's end, it's because she's just like really getting that ready. (laughs) So it's exciting. She's like, it's Friday night. You gotta Um, do something on Friday. (laughs) I know guys, when we are able, and this is what I tell like just friends that I've met through quarantine or other people, because honestly, like I've met the best people on Instagram. Like I'm just, I love it. Yeah. When you go to like these conferences or like whatever you meet, like amazing people. And I was like, yo, we need, once this is done, like, I'm not going to catch anything for anybody, but once it's like safe to come out, it is going to be a nightmare because I will be a train wreck. I will be like, (gasps) just, it will be so exciting to be able to just have a party with everyone. I feel like it's going to be like, are you ready? Can you imagine that's going to be like our, our, our viral TikTok of just the old, old ladies, just like doing nineties jams, walking into the warehouse with our wine. Count me in for that. Yeah, it's going to be so exciting. But what were we saying? What did you ask before I decided to describe the scene? We were talking, oh, how long it took for the weavers. And then I was saying how they were really strong. And oh, yeah. Oh, washing them as well. Yeah, washing them. Yeah, because, you know, when you have the, especially now, when you have that bag that has like a lining inside or whatever, they, they're always dirty. And it's not like you can, I mean, I, maybe there's proper people out there who like steam the, the insides or like do something to the inside, uh, to the liners or whatever, but I sure don't. So it's cool now that you can just like wash it like you would wash a dish, just like soap and water, whatever, let it dry and it's fine. But yeah, I like it. I like them like that. And especially because I tell people 
a little Lysol situation on the handles if you've been in and out. Because now I'm like, I used to be disgusting, first of all, like in terms of like my everyday life, I was just like, whatever, like, I'm just, you know, obviously, I wash my hands and all that stuff. But now if I see people like standing too close, I'm like, you are disgusting. Or if I see people on people, like if I'm in a line or something, I've literally said, I'm sorry, you're like a little bit too close to me. I know. And it's so rude. And like a normal situation. Can you imagine like a normal non-COVID situation? You just standing there and, and you being like, excuse me, like you're a little too close. People would be like, what a psycho. But now even on TV and I'm like, ew, do they have to like hold on to each other that long? Because that is disgusting. This so is I'm like just the next TikTok reels thing. <laughs> like, ew. pre-covid versus just yeah people are just like ah no yeah no it's too much i i'm i told people i'm like it's gonna be like those ladies who live through the depression who like save like every single like little container because you never know how your life is gonna go now me it's gonna be like excuse me do you see this yardstick that i have with me please do not yeah that's that's called personal space and this is my bum ball so don't come near me. That It'll is, be. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So how did you end up choosing the name El Cholo's Kid? Because that's a very unique name. It is. It was weird. And you know what? Now before people would be like, oh, are you sure you want to name it El Cholo's Kid? Because like, I mean, people aren't going to be able to pronounce it. I mean, just I unless people. Maybe her dad was like total Cholo dad and everything. So she- yeah, that's what it that's what it was that I would go to the neighborhood down in Mexico and they'd be like, oh, it's la hija del Cholo, la hija del Cholo. And it's kind of how people introduced you in the neighborhood. Like, oh, like, do you remember her? La hija del Cholo. And just kind of like, that's how it ended up being like El Cholo's kid after after that. I thought it was like unique enough. It still had a, that culture because it, I love because there, that is that the connection. I mean, it's it's a Mexican American California girl brand. You know what I mean? So it still has that connection, but it also it still had that kind of homage to family that made it more personal. And yeah, I haven't had any issues with people being I, at first. And I think now because of social media, that a lot of people follow you on social media and look at stories and like they can hear you say even if they don't speak Spanish or they're not from California so somebody from like I don't know Idaho can hear you say El Cholo's kid El Cholo's kid El Cholo's kid so then they know that okay this is what I'm talking about while normally if they looked at it just written down they'd be like yeah it's funny when you first hear some people they they trip on the cholos like the first time like well I just got my bag from you know and they say it and it's kind What's of the like funniest saying, pronunciation you've heard. Um, uh, no, I think they always just, it's kind of like the same type where they the they cholo, trip up on the cholos kid. <laughs> no, I think they even trip up on the O. They'll be like and, and, and or they'll miss the S. Some of them just like El Cholo or Cholo. It's like it's difficult. Kind of like saying Chipotle. You know what I mean? Chipotle, chipotle, chipotle. It's like hard for people to have all those, all those letters um, together. I should have done it with an X, huh? Cholo oh with an X, so that people would have been like, "What a nightmare!" Yes. They would have just canceled me immediately. They're like, "You know what? We're gonna go to somebody who can like use a real letter <laughs> we in the front." Pronounce the name. <laughs> yeah, Exolo. They call it Exolo. Oh my what was god! The thing that you found when you were. 
because you were you said you were doing stuff on Etsy and everything. When did you transition? When you're like, okay, I want to just do bags, and this is going to be it. This is going to be a business for me. How did you make that transition? It wasn't with most of my things. Like I've always been very obviously like you work hard and you do that, but like I have another business that took up a substantial amount of time because I have, I own a company that does import export logistics and I have big clients that I have to like manage that for. So Cholo's kid was always just a side hustle and I loved it and whatever, but my big business was having the import export company. And I never really like focused on it too much. It was never like, oh, let me do this and like email lists or whatever. But I, so it all kind of happened because of my clients. Like my clients would post this and, you know, they're my number one type people. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, this is like the best bag, blah, blah. And slowly like my audience started growing and, and I don't know how much money people have, but I tell them, I was like, I don't know what y'all are doing, but some people have like dozens of bags like I can keep he I keep seeing their names pop up I have a very high customer like return rate like an insanely high and I'm like why well, tell them like I don't know what you customers not customer return oh yeah no sorry <laughs> can you imagine I'm bragging about all the returns <laughs> I get I'm like guys I don't know what if you know this but 57 percent of the people who buy return their bags so I'm not gonna brag yeah, the the customers coming back. So yeah, I think so. It was just like a slow transition of me being like, oh, there's like a lot of potential in this. And really, I only started really focusing on El Cholo's Kid um, more and more. I think it was even last year. Last year, the year before, I have a I have a, t- a thing with my brain where time does not exist. So that's everybody right now. <laughs> I know I'm just kind of like, I don't understand. But yeah, and it's mostly because of that, because, you know, some influencers like posted my bag just randomly, like they would buy the bag and like would randomly post. And that's how it's always been. Like if you see like an influencer or somebody posts my bag, it's because they literally just bought it and they're posting it. Like I've never had like PR boxes or this, that and the other, you know? So that's what's helped me grow. Like that other people with larger audiences have like shared my product with their people. And it's, you know, become a lot more than I ever expected it to be. Honestly, it's very exciting. Do you still have the logistics company as well? I do. I still run the logistics company and I have El Cholo's Kid, which is why I'm always missing my own deadlines of what I'm trying to do with El Cholo's Kid because there's so much to do in any business, you know what I mean? But I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my email list going. I'm going to send this newsletter and then I'm going to do... And then I'm like, oh no, it's been... So I'm not sending just any emails then. I'm just not going to do it. Cool. That's going to be great. So recently you've talked about, because obviously there's all this stuff going on with the postal service, which a lot of small businesses use for their shipping and everything else. And actually this was kind of what prompted me to be like, come on, but I just knew it would be fun to have you on anyways, like, cause we would just do this. But what is the challenges that you've seen? Have you seen any improvements, anything? Cause I know that it's also affected, you know, people have come to you and say, I've still not received my bag. You're not getting like, how is the whole thing happening with USPS affecting? I think it's just like, It's insane to me because at first, okay, it was COVID. And then you found out, oh, well, the postmaster general is being shady and like doing all these things to like slow down the packages. 
And then just like the volume of people, like the volume of packages, because everybody, I mean, now I think a lot of people are like going out and doing whatever, but especially like a couple of months ago that everybody was buying everything to be delivered. It was just such it, just a deluge of packages for any freight and delivery company to deal with. And it was a nightmare, honestly. And I'm still kind of dealing with it. Just yesterday, I got another letter from UPS saying like, oh, we have unsuccess- we were unsuccessful in finding this package. And it would be fine because normal, I think 99% of people are normal. And they're like, hey, I understand this is happening. I understand some things are being marked as delivered when they're not. I like they, they understand it's things beyond your control, but then you'll have people who will be like, Hey, and you can hear the attitude already, even if it's an email and I'm triggered by it regardless. Hey, so I haven't gotten this. And like, I paid, like I literally had one woman say like, and I paid $8 for shipping. So I feel like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, excuse me, this is called subsidized shipping. Not anywhere like, does it cost. I was in San Diego and I paid eight dollars for shipping. It's all right. Yeah, you that everybody pays eight dollars because I subsidize your shipping, so you won't have any surprises in the shopping cart, and that is how we reduce abandoned carts. Okay, but don't act like it does. Like I'm not in California and you're not in Texas, and it's not going to be eight dollars. But yeah, just stuff like that where you're just like. So I did switch to UPS for a minute. Actually, I was like, everybody's like flipping out about USPS. Like, so I switched to UP, USPS, I mean, to UPS, even though they would be like ground from here to New York. Now we're just losing listeners because now I'm getting into the specifics of like freight <laughs> and delivery, but like, but really it would be like, oh, U, UPS, four days, five days, whatever. And US, USPS, two days, three days. And literally like sense difference. And I'm like, why am I paying so much extra for UPS to take two, three days. And then still, cause I, they still lost like seven of my packages. Once I saw that I actually switched back to USPS again. It's just now that I, I actually sort for them. I go in there and I like separate everything. I don't leave it in the cart. I go in, I see where all the bins are. I'm like, this is the San Diego. This is the machinable. This is non-machinable. I start throwing packages. I grab my skin. Yeah. I like do everything. I'm like, this is how it is. And then I grab my, my manifest and like a scan. Cause before I was very like careless, you know what I mean? I was just like, left, I leave it in the post office and now I'm bouncing out of here and just kind of like, Oh, like they'll, they'll obviously scan it. It's the post office. And now because I added like insurance options and whatever you have to, it has to have been scanned for the, to cover. Now I have everything. Now I have everything scanned, but I do feel it's getting, a little better. There's still issues, especially within California. And also just Texas for me was the biggest issue. Honestly, like I just had so many issues in Texas about packages like lost, delivered, they wouldn't come, they were stuck somewhere, they weren't moving. So I think it's just, I think it depends maybe like state by state, there's like larger issues happening versus you know, other places where people are like, I got it. And I I would send them messages because people would DM me and be like, I ordered a day ago and I got it, you know, today. I see no issues. And I'd be like, well, you must have like really good karma. Other people aren't so lucky. They're being punished. They're being punished by the USPS. I think it's karma. They're doing something wrong, I think. 
can you imagine if that was like my customer service email be like, Hey, before you email me, could you just think very deeply about what you've done in your life to deserve this? And then like, maybe just not bother me. Could you imagine? In big, large, large letters. Hey girl, make amends make amends and maybe your package will arrive. You should do that when people check out, when you check out. We wish you the best. If you have any bad karma, you better sort it out now before the order. Guys, you have about two days to make amends with whatever, with whomever you have wronged, because if not, this package ain't arriving. So I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but also, I mean, that's on you. Well, you should, before checkout, they have a little box. Are you a good human? Hey, that would be amazing. Can you imagine how triggered some people would be? Hey, have you done good lately? Check. Have you volunteered? Have you donated? Have you done anything worth worthwhile? Then I'd have like random reviews. This liberal Californian snowflake is trying to tell me what to do. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah some people are some people like live triggered and I don't know what their deal is but can you imagine I just took 20 minutes to answer a question I didn't even fully answer it I mean honestly what a nightmare you need to get better guests Jessica you need to get better guests who can answer okay, a question I, I love this is exactly why I wanted you on though because I knew it was going to be kind of all over the place but that's what you are that's how freaking our Instagram messages are <laughs> when we message back. nightmare <laughs> You're about to counsel me because I, you said you don't do that. I should know that you don't drink wine. And I said, what you try to drink your water, you turn your water into wine. Now, if you could turn water into wine, I would be hanging out at your house all the time. First of all, I have security because I would not need these type of people in my business all day. But yeah, yeah, you tried to be funny and I didn't appreciate it. I was like, first of all, blocked. First of all, that's always my first go-to. It's never like, oh, let me understand where you're coming from. Let's like have some dialogue. I'm always like, I'm blocked. Canceled. (laughs) Blocked and canceled. I'm done with you. And that's, that's what I want the listeners to really take away from this, that you should never try and negotiate any, any understanding, anything like that. At the very first sign of you don't like it, just block and delete, block and delete. For peace of mind. We don't need to have any sort of understanding of each other. Just blah. Not at all. Not at all. As soon as like one word comes out that you're like, I'm not sure. Blocked. Okay. I'm not going to lie. There is one word. Do you have a word that like triggers you? The word for me that triggers me is conversate because that is not a freaking word. I've literally. Oh, look at the language police. Look, that's now that she's drinking, the language police is coming out. I hope it gets into the the dictionary so you're triggered for the rest of your life. I'm going to I'm going to um write letters to Webster to add conversate into the dictionary. Oh god. And then and then I'll do the example, the example sentence. It'll be like Jessica likes to conversate with people. Oh, don't do it. 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 I literally, (laughs) crazy, no joke. I literally ended a date because this guy, I was already on the fence. So it wasn't like, oh, if it was a really hot guy, I I probably would have. So (laughs) let's make sure, let's make sure everyone knows you can say conversate. As long as you're hot, but I will still people, correct you because properly. <laughs> I will still correct you because okay, I have two. One, I ended a date because the guy kept saying, "Conversate, conversate." We're conversating, we're conversating, and I just could not take it, and I was already on the fence about going on a date with this guy. 
Then I had a boyfriend who said it. And so when we were alone, I let him know that that wasn't a proper word. And I just said, look, I know you want to discuss these things business wise, but just so you know, conversate is not the proper word. It's converse. And if you are in a professional setting, I want you to look your best and sound. Oh, I would have snapped. I'll be like, I'm trying to conversate here and you won't even listen. And you're just trying to look down on me because like, because you study journalism or whatever. But like, that's like, not how we do oh, it Oh, it's not. No, he, he took it really well. He's like, oh, it's not a word. I said, it's not. And I just want you. I mean, in my head, it's like nails on a chalkboard. But also I didn't want, like, if he's doing business, I don't want people look at him like he's a dumbass. You're with me. You can't look like, like a dumbass. You, like you were looking at him. Listen, I don't want you to look like a dumbass. And I'm already thinking that it's like very difficult for me. <laughs> I know you're attractive, but it's, but you're not that attractive. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you oh my God. <laughs> like you're really embarrassing me. And I just, ah. I don't know what words, I do have words that irritate me. Now I think I'm like going to miss them, which, uh, what are my words? There are certain words. Obviously blocked. I don't remember. You're not worth some of those words. Oh no, blocked and canceled are at the top of my vocabulary. But yeah, I can't remember, but it's usually, um, you know, and it's not words, but like, let's get into like the, you know, like those patterns when there's like too many holes together. What's that word? for that visual disease oh oh and they like do the close up of it stop it i'm like already oh. i shouldn't have brought it i shouldn't have brought it up i'm like oh, my, I head, my head is itching it made me want yeah let's off. yeah let's do let's um let's move away from that conversation okay, so i asked one word let me let it's like this is a good word you to describe your life and you said powerful what why powerful because hashtag blessed was gonna be annoying but jk <laughs> I just, lo I love my life. I have like, I think I have really great potential that I am unlocking. I'm working towards it, guys. This is when I just hype myself excessively. As Don't worry mean. about it. But yeah, I just have like a really great life. Like what I've wanted to do, I've been able to accomplish. Like if I wanted to travel, I traveled. If I want, you know what I mean? Like I've been able to do a lot. and. I do. I feel like powerful on a good day. On a bad day, I feel like garbage, like everyone else. But on a good day, I'm like, yo, Daisy, you are the jam. You are so good. You are doing so well. And oh, my God. And then on a bad day, I'm like, ah, you should just like throw yourself in front of a train. You're disgusting. But I hope you have more of those good days than bad days. Can you imagine like 360 days are just throw yourself in front of a train type of days, but those five and that leap year, yo, that leap year, you get six, you get six. No, it is. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like the idea. I like having a business. I like the idea of making my own money. I like not depending on people and what I have is because I built it. So I think I feel like it was a good, word to describe what like my goals are and how I try to like live my life not in like a obviously not in like a gross way where you're like trampling over people to like kick kick 
people down to accomplish your goals, that's disgusting. But always feeling like that you have the potential to like do so much and to accomplish what you want to accomplish, I think is a good way to live. So if somebody wants, is, is debating starting a, a small business or they look to other small businesses, they might look to you or they might look to Hija de tu Madre. They might look to, there's so many, you know, Shop Latinx or whatever. There's so many small businesses out there that are really thriving right now. I include yours in one as part of that. What would you say to somebody? Who Thank you. I'm going to call Patti and say like, hey, um, sorry, I'm, we're actually like sisters we're like business sisters we're on the same level don't mind don't mind my um, don't ask for financials please it just just accept that that's just how how it is Patti would probably you and Patti I don't even know what that conversation would be like as far as the she would block me she would yell at me blocked and canceled and I'd be so depressed I'd be like you know that she's one of the reasons the name of the podcast is the wine and cheese man no, I didn't know that. Last year, we were at some conference. I forget all of a sudden the name of the conference. And she was there. Vanessa Miranda was there. I was there. Like, just there was just a bunch of us. And we went and had lunch over at the Sugar Factory in downtown. And I was saying I needed to change my, my Instagram name because it was just like my first name or my first initial, my last part of my last name, everything. And I was saying, oh, well, I think... I was saying I wanted to have a wine and cheese me night for my, I said wine and cheese me, like a wine and cheese night. Aww, she's so fun. For my birthday. And, <laughs> and then Fati was like, you say, you better change your name to that right now. You bet. She's like, you know, I love a good pun, bitch. So if you don't change it, I'm stealing it. And I was like, okay. So I was like, you're right. That's such a good name. She's like, dude, that's so clever. And so then when I was trying to figure out the name of the podcast, this just kept. So the name, my Instagram name was even before the podcast name. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's very good at branding. So I'm glad she helped you out with that because that is a good name. Yes. I'm surprised it wasn't taken before. When you That's see these like things, I'm like, I'm like, I wonder who slept on that. Or maybe people are like, no, I bet it's taken. And they didn't even look. Because that is a funny name. You know, it's being trademarked as we speak right now. So I'm about, I'm about to put a, I'm about to contest it. I'm about to go in there with my lawyer and be like, hey. I I'm away for to. this. I'm going to put this out a little later so nobody else hears that till it's already some, till it's already come back. <laughs> don't, don't mess with my PR just because you made a mistake about mentioning your trademark. <laughs> How dare you? I need this. I need this out on a schedule. I've got the world to take over. <laughs> or else I will rescind I will rescind my 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 contract my my appearance what is one thing that no matter how down you're feeling no matter how crap you're feeling that could always make you feel better my dogs even when I'm the saddest the absolute saddest they're just so and then one of them always looks so depressed that if I'm sad I'm like always yo two dogs there's always one that always looks so sad <laughs> yeah Hi. so I look at her I'm like yo why are you suicidal you need to stop and they're chow so she just has her little eyes like this and and her her tail I think it's a condition I actually googled it because I was like I was like, why is my dog's tail broken? Like, you know how dogs are always like, like yeah. laughing. I mean, doing the little thing with their tails and hers is always just like stuck like this. So I Googled and I was like, oh yeah, it's a condition that some dogs can't move their tails. So basically, can you imagine a dog who, who has chow eyes going down like this? 
and can't move her tail. So she's just oh. looking at you and she's just like, she's looking at you like this. With the total puppy dog eyes. Yeah. So she's always depressed. And that always, all of them always make me sad. And also one of my dogs, if I'm sad, like, well, it's like really like takes it upon himself to see what's happening and comes and like investigates. The other one doesn't care. The other one's just waiting for food, obviously. But this one, and that's why I'm like, girl, you can't be sad. It's affecting your dog. He very much cares about you. But yeah, he wants to be with me like all the time. Obviously, when I'm sitting to do the podcast and stuff, he has to be he has to see me still. So he goes to his bed in the corner and he goes to sleep. But if I move, he'll pop his head up. And my dog can always make me smile, too. But it's sometimes I'm like, you don't need to follow me everywhere. My apartment is not that big. If you stand in the living room, you can see me in the bedroom. Calm yeah, down. I told her, like, one of my dogs has arthritis and I'll leave them outside. Like, I'll leave them, like, outside and, like, whatever. And if I open the door because I'm working or something, I'll see, like, that the one that I tell you is always depressed is literally always, like, just like staring like to see where I'm going and that's when they're awake like if I'm not with them they'll be awake because they'll be like investigating but like right now that I have both dogs with me they're snoring like if I if they're with me they can sleep 24 hours a day because nothing's gonna come at them and they're because you know I guess I guess I just make them feel safe and that's the word that's the word for day Daisy makes you feel safe like you've been cradled in your mother's arms. Uh, That's the feeling I exude. On that crap, I'm going to... <laughs> Guys, I'm going to need... Can you follow on to my podcast where I'm going to continue this conversation by myself so I can discuss uh, Jessica's treatment of Latina-owned um, businesses? <laughs> um, that's just what I'm going to... No shade or anything. I'm just going to speak badly of her. None at all. <laughs> Where can people find you on all social media and your website? Uh, my website is elcholoskid.com. And then, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm on mostly on Instagram at elcholoskid. If you I don't do follow much her else. Instagram, you have to follow her on Instagram. You have to buy a bag. Literally, Literally, you have to buy a bag because I'm so upset right now. If you haven't bought a ba- my bag, I am upset with you. I'm sending bad energy your way. And guys, your other packages won't arrive because you <laughs> scorned me. So just fix that. Thank just goodness I purchased that. the bag. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to have you live a good life. I don't know why people can't just like give me their money. Actually, I was already thinking of getting the little ones from my nieces in Texas. Yeah, they're really cute. They're really popular for, yeah, little kids. They send me their pictures. Some some little kids have like all types of huge collections of my of my nano bags. When they send me pictures or DM me and stuff, I'm like, I don't know who's buying you all this. Right. Hey, at least it's, uh, yeah, I was actually, I really was thinking that. I was like, oh, maybe I'll send the girls a Christmas present, send them a bags for their, for Christmas. But if you guys haven't seen them, go to choloskid.com. She has a lot of different colors. I don't know what's available right now, but they're so awesome that she's constantly having to update. Wait, are you, you're still, are you still doing those Sunday pop shop things? I am. They're very popular. Um, I just make everyone's weekend. So yeah, you can go on pop shop live. It's an app. It's a new app where people, 
sell lots of different vendors. Japan LA sells on there. A lot of different vendors show up and show you everything. It's kind of like a little QVC situation, but in an app. And it's a lot of fun, actually. I really like doing it. So you can download that app and use my code too, because it's invitation only right now. It's what is the code? code? It's bags with three A's. So it's bags. Bags <laughs> is the code with three A's. Make sure you scream it when you type it because it also won't work. Yeah, yeah because remember it. I told you I had messaged you. I tried to get on and the next time it did work. You guys, like, like I said, support Daisy. She's awesome. She's funny, obviously. If you don't like her sense of humor, then I don't know if I like you because... No, we don't like you. If you listen to me and you're like, girl, you're annoying. You need to stop. Then you know what? That's on you. You're bitter. (laughs) I was waiting for something else. You're bitter and the USPS hates you. Sorry. You'll never get your back. (laughs) And you'll never get anything from me. Wait, did we answer the question in regards to small business? If somebody wanted to start their small business? Of course not. Of course not, Jessica. Why would we stay on a linear path? And answer questions when we can speak nonsense for an hour. (laughs) Why would we do that? Let's let's answer that question. (laughs) We were already saying our goodbyes, Jessica. Now you're going back and forth, back and forth. I I hope you let me uh, say my handles again. Then I hope you let me. I will let you say your handles again. (laughs) You better hype me twice. Then, Um, in terms of starting your own business, I think it's important to note that not everyone can start their own business. Not everybody. I think because especially I think in the United States, it's like this idealized thing of like, I don't want to work for anyone else. I want to be my own boss and I want to do this. Everybody has like a lot of plans of what they want, but not everybody has the, um, the, what is the word? Oh, I just blanked. Not even drive, I think it's the discipline. That's the word, sorry. Because when you don't have somebody telling you, you need to be here from nine to six every day, nine to five, whatever, and and you will get a paycheck at the end of that. When you have to create your own opportunity, when you have to create your own schedule and you have to go and be self-sufficient and answer your own questions and find and solutions to problems it is it it takes a very specific kind of person and not everybody has that and I think it's okay I think it's like if we stop idealizing being your own boss and saying like okay like some people love working for someone else because you know what they love having those hours in the day where they just can turn off their brain and they don't have to like do anything with work because when you have a business and everything depends on you and you have employees and you have to, you have bills and taxes and all of this stuff, then it does take your brain space for, you know, 24 hours a day that you, when something goes wrong. So I think it's okay to say some people aren't meant to have their own businesses. And some people, if you are, I think, just know that it's going to require a lot and not, not to say not to like idealize that like grind culture or whatever of like, Oh, you have to work 24 seven, but it does take more than just 40 hours a week to be able to start things. And there's no, even if you set boundaries, you know, when things go wrong, you have to address them and it's not going to care that it's, that it's your self care day or whatever. 
So you got to fix it. So not to depress people, but basically know what you're getting into. You're going to work hard, but I love it. Wouldn't change it for the world. So list your socials and your website one more time. And we'll end <laughs> Thank <it>. you, people. <laughs> um, also, again, let's end with a threat of you <laughs> must buy my bags or else. Have that be the caption. Buy or else. Daisy demands orders is what Daisy like. demands you get or just Venmo her your money just straight away. But yeah, find me at El Cholo's Kid on Instagram and let's hang. Let's be BFF. Let's be IGBFF. Daisy, I normally end with the type of wine that you like, but I know you don't like wine, so... Two Buck Chuck! <laughs> Two Buck <laughs> Chuck! Trader Joe's gets the shout out. <laughs> Trader Joe's, I don't even know what that is, but like I've heard alcoholics mention it and you know what? It's going to be what I say too. All right. Well, on that note, mi gente, saludos. Yay! Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Chisme podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Chisme on our website, thewineandchismepodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at The Wine and Cheesemate on Instagram and at The Wine and Cheesemate Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Cheesemate, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos.